The Voice America Business Channel is brought to you by Intercall, the worldwide conferencing leader. Check out easy and reliable conferencing solutions at www.intercall.com forward slash radio. My guest today on In Discussion is Dr. Adelia Maria Batista. Her life has always been immersed in spirituality where joy and freedom is in abundance. This background is evident in her work today reflected by an equilibrium and balance taught through important values from birth. In this, the recognition of Mother Earth and Father Sky guided and presented the importance of liberty, freedom of speech and respect for fellow man she also lives by the parodies of biblical context, believing that faith without passion is flawed. She's a humanitarian and has worked endlessly towards honoring the goals of that position. Since a young age, she's been involved with many charities and organizations, including Rotary for Teenagers, Youth Church Groups, the St. Vincent Charity, Meditation Groups, Musical and Dancing Teams, and Theological Studies. Her love of music led her to learn the guitar and sing from an early age, and this activity directed her life towards the creation of bridges between people who shared her pastimes. And during this time, she's also learned five languages, realizing the importance of communication in a global marketplace. All these emerging lessons brought a sense of advocacy towards justice, peace and sustainability, in a world where suppression and addictions are clearly evident. In 2010, she worked in Haiti following a deadly natural disaster that left many people suffering from cholera, among many other epidemic diseases. The organization Doctors Without Borders invited her to tour as a voluntary MD, which was to immediately become an honor and profound opportunity. She's come away from the experience, realizing that Haiti, as with so many other countries, finding themselves in the same circumstances, does not seek charity. They instead require support and subsidies in the form of tools and mentors towards basic facilities in healthcare, education and nutrition. The idea and creation of the book Bridges Life Connections was birthed during her time in a country she's come to love. After a life's yearning and finding the idea of developing bridges between people and places, she's now met her dream. The project has been adopted by many friends made over the internet, and they themselves have reached out in becoming contributors and friends. She receives photographs of bridges from many people who share her love for places full of memories and solidarity and among them the well-known advocate for peace and justice, Patch Adams, who's reached out to support the book. She's a devoted professional, loving parent and advocate for fairness and justice, attributes that she hopes will emerge from her book, Bridges, Life Connections, launching in the spring of 2011. Dr. Adelia Maria Batista joins me on In Discussion. Welcome to In Discussion, and my special guest today, Dr. Adelia Maria Batista. Adelia, welcome to you. Hello, David. Hello, people from In Discussion. It is such a pleasure to talk to you, Adelia. 
We have been Skyping together for many weeks. You have an amazing story, and this uh, first of what I'm sure will be many programs would explore today your life and your career. Could we start off by examining or reviewing your earlier years, where you come from, so that the listeners have an idea of where you live? Of course. I, I come from one state. Uh, we, we are the third state in Brazil in economy, uh, called Minas Gerais. It is rich in mining, and the, my region is south of Minas Gerais. It is rich in uh, coffee, milk. It's a very country place. Uh, I was born in the, in the middle, in the, in, the, in the place where the mines were in the past and now yet. And in a place with seven lakes that call Sete Lagoas for that. So I, I was born there and uh, I lived there in a very big family that moved uh, for the south um, of Minas Gerais because my father wanted to be the mayor of his town, his little town, and where he, he was mayor for four times in his life. So I lived in, in that state for many, many years till I go to study in another places. I had a very good childhood, very, very, very happy family. And um, this happiness made me um, grow uh, in love and uh, understanding. And uh, I would like everybody had such a beautiful life, and uh, especially children, especially when I was a child. Uh, then uh, my thinking, like a daughter and like a sister and like friend, was always uh, this type of thinking. Everybody should be happy. Everybody should have uh, the basic necessities in life. And I remember that since I was very, 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 very young, something like four or five, six years old. So uh, this this type of life made me improve in in myself many, many, many things that I should uh, should help me. It should help me in the future, like art, music, dance, literature, reading. Bridging, bridging a lot. I love to know people, and uh, I, I like, I push to know people. I, I, I tease to know people. So it's very simple person that I am, but I came from a very, very, very wonderful nest, and the, this for me, I think, it is the summary of uh, my my life and my childhood. Can I ask you now? at this time, what the differences are that you see in that region, in Brazil, over the life that you had when you were young? Ah, yes. We have uh, some differences, but uh, Brazil is, is different because I know many places in the world and uh, all the time I come back to the Brazilian thinking 
because it's not only that region in Brazil, but uh, of course, in, 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 in 30 years ago, 40 years ago, we had the much more families in the, in the old model. We had uh, much less, less information. So we had a, a very, very simple life and uh, not a lot, uh, a lot uh, uh, complicated or, or complex. And um, telling about Brazil, Brazil is very, very, um, it's a very human place in terms of uh, friendship and uh, touching, touching culture, um, smiling culture. And uh, this uh, is a little different now because the violence and all over the world, and unfortunately, it uh, has reached Brazil. But uh, we still um, smile a lot. We still touch a lot. We still joke a lot, and uh, we still think that the 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 tomorrow is will be better. Uh, it is the Brazilian thinking generally, and in my region is the same. We the only difference is very very counter place. So we still have a lot of um, conversation between the neighbors and people come and I, uh, as a doctor, I can um, have a, a, um, one, one gift, uh, one, they can give me a horse or they can give me a chicken, they can give me some things like that, yet. It's the difference. For the children today, I see in America and of course England, followed this probably 30 years ago in becoming very materialistic the whole world changed it became a very do consume type of society has brazil been affected with that with this great materialism yes yes um i i think a little less but yes and uh, a, a lot a lot of that david I think it's our, our, we, I blame ourselves, our generation, because uh, we worked a lot, we stay a lot of out of home, and uh, we try to exchange love and uh, attention and uh, with the gifts or uh, thinking that the things, material, material things uh, will solve everything, what is very, 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 very wrong. As medical doctor, even I am not pediatric, I can tell you many problems uh, became from uh, health problems, really health problems uh, became for somatized the, the, the missing of uh, the real values in life because it's very difficult uh, a girl at the same age than the other girl that grow in the same school and the, the other could buy one car at 18 and she has 18 and she can buy a car or she can can uh, have the same car than the other so this type of competition uh, for material things um, took a lot of uh, the, the the real values uh, and we miss that i think the the, the human being the mankind we miss all that values in life and I think Brazil too, um, a little less, uh, but because the, the, the type of culture, the, the type of, uh, of uh, way uh, uh, of education, but 
is still is still um, obedes some global law of uh, buying and uh, having and uh, have developed because that. In talking about education, that offers us a good segue here. Education and inspiration in my world is very important for people. You first became a teacher, I believe, and then what was it that turned you away from teaching to become a medical doctor? My my first goal in life when I was something like 12, 13, 14, it was be a psychologist. And uh, how I, I sung a lot, I, I, should, um, I should be an artist first and after <laughs> one psychologist. When I was 17, talk, talk with my mother, and my mother told to me, you, you are such a great communicator and uh, you know how to, to teach your colleagues because my, my house, it was a lot of colleagues that I passed the material, the, mater- the mathematics, the Portuguese and English. And uh, she told, why you don't do uh, first the magistery, first the, the education school, and after you can solve what you want to do. And so I went to one Franciscan school, and uh, I learned the, 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 the three years of teaching. And I was completely in love about the teaching because um, it was something that uh, I could uh, improve lives and uh, could learn with different people because one of the things that I most love in teaching, it is the, the, the highest that uh, um, they have, that uh, everybody is different, different of everybody. This is beautiful because you can obedest the individual differences and you can learn how to live with that. It is what teaching taught me. And after I, I graduated and I began to work, I married, I married very young. And uh, I began to study for, for psychology university. And uh, suddenly, uh, I, I remember my ex-husband uh, told, oh, but maybe the, the job could, could be not easy for a psychologist. You could do um, another another thing in this area, and after you, so I did medicine school, thinking after to be to, to do something in in the psychology area or psychiatry things like that, and finally, how a doctor as a doctor, I I loved it. the human being in in their suffering uh, away, and uh, I loved more, and uh, after that. I decided that uh, something in psychological and physiological thing I would do, and so I, I chose the sexology, the sexual medicine. Do you think that the children are being taught correctly today? I have great concerns, certainly in this country, at the curriculums that kids are being taught in school and also in university and I seriously question at times whether what they are being taught is appropriate to the world that we are now moving into. Yeah, I I think education is the base and I will always be a teacher. I love love this title and uh, 
I love the first title too, that is a student or apprentice. It is the two titles I, I love in my life and uh, I hope not to, to, let, to leave that. And you are right when you tell in all over the world the education is being something that is a little out of line. But I am sure it's not because, because the, the people that want to be in education. I think it is because the process and the, the system that need people uh, educated more and the money that they expend on it. Because I went out from uh, education uh, because one day a supervisor called me and told me, oh, you are too rigorous with the students and we need to, to have not students in the same year next year. So I told my God, I can't work like I was taught to, to work. And so it's not a, the system. The system is very, very heavy for teachers. The teachers does not have the value that they have. And so the parents at home, they also, what I see in the emergency room, they also does not understand the sense of parenting. Many, 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 many parents, they don't absorb the responsibility they have for, for, for the child and the children. And so they, they give the children to, to the grandmother, to the grandfather, and they take care and they go to the emergency room. Where is the mother? The mother is at home. Or uh, uh, it is some, some things that is happening that are out of the, the, the goal, the goal of be a parent the goal of, of uh, create or uh, educate one child. So the base, the nest, is a little confused. And uh, after that, the schools, they are doing the work very fast because they need to, to continue the, 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 the system. I think, I think it's my thing. How did you yourself change in the way as a woman that you approached life after you had children? Wow. I, I tell, I tell all, all my, my friends and my family that I, I can be a very, very average doctor or the professional or friend or lover, I don't know, but I am sure I am a great mother and I, I fight a lot with, uh, with myself, with my limitations. I sacrificed a lot of things because my children, and I am so happy because they are such a great person. They are adults. The, the first one has 25 years old. The last one has 18 years old. So they are, um, they are such a great, great, great people. And uh, I am sure it, it was because, of course, the time that I was with uh, their father, it was, it was their father. And of course, it was uh, the efforts that I did. I changed the, a lot of things in my life. And all my goals, I began to do something like five, seven years ago, because I knew they would go out home and I should 
um, work in what I wait for. I waited for because the maternity, because uh, uh, to be a mother. So all, all girls, all, all ladies should change in this way and give the best of them to the children in the sense of show them that they have a model of a good person, honest and simple and uh, loving and they must to understand you were there for them all the time they need. This is for me the greatest thing about be a mother. You learn to be in somewhere for your kids. Always, always. It's about leading by example. I certainly understand. It seems to me though in my world, I talk about the 80s generation. And I watch these kids from the 80s generation who now are doing amazing things around the world. They are very different to how we were, obviously, but there's something more conscious about them. I think that they are beginning to understand the values of justice, compassion, giving, love more than we could ever have done in our time. There is evidence of that around the world. And, and I realize, of course, that just because of those attributes, we cannot just leave it to them to figure out the mess that we've left. We still have to guide them. Yeah. Yes. I think a parent is, in general, mother and father, if they are uh, in, in, the, in the traditional family or not, because uh, it is uh, even the evolution of families exist. You have now another models of families. You need to, to understand as a, a parent that you, first of all, you told something very important. You led by example, you, you, you follow this example of your parents. And if you don't have, you, you choose someone for your example. So this is the first thing we copy, we copy. This is uh, uh, the true. And the, the other true, it is love and compassion. When you have a family, independent of the model, you do have in there love and real love and compassion you have one thing that uh, it, it's missing sometimes that is joy if you work in joy you will have problems you have um, troubles but you will um, make them so small with the joy you have um, through the, 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 the love and compassion and so, if the parents uh, have problem with that, they must learn. And this is beautiful because you, you maybe you are a, a father with uh, 50 years old, or you are a father, a new father now, or mother with 53, 54, because the world is changing. And uh, so what? You learn, you learn, you learn uh, love and compassion if you didn't learn till now. And... Uh, all, this th all those things, they are necessary because human beings cannot live without love. Cannot. It's impossible. Are children in Brazil understanding to the need to be close to the soil? 
to be close to Mother Earth, to understand its amazing properties, to understand that it can no longer withstand the raping of the fossil fuel industries, or are they asleep? I think, David, I will tell about, about that. I, I, am, I am very ashamed because I think it's much more than our generation. We are, we are almost at the same age, so we were much more aggressive. We were much more out of reality. And uh, I see that when I see kids um, in the street put in the trash in the, in the trash that they can, they can uh, for example, plastic and plastic, paper and paper. So this is for me wonderful because they, they are educated by that because they have recycled the, 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 the materials. Uh, I think our generation was the, the big aggressor in nature. Uh, I hope they continue like that because what I see in Brazil, it's much more, much more uh, obedience to the nature than when I was young, when I was in my 14, 13, 12. So uh, I think they are worried about the future because we didn't leave to them a very good planet, in fact. In your training and as a doctor, became a sexologist. Was that because of the conditions in Brazil or was it because of the evidence of AIDS and HIV around the world that you wanted to become involved in to support? No. Uh, this, <laughs> for, for, for a strange that it is, I, I was interested in sexology in, in the emergency room. I worked in the emergency room uh, five years in the beginning of my career, and I still uh, I love to work with with emergency. I still uh, work one once per week, and I will not leave that because it is very 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 good learning too. And in the emergency room, a very a many 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 uh, somatizing uh, disease. Uh, hypertension, gastritis, uh, they had uh, some sexual uh, foundation. And I was thinking, my God, it, it's only psychologists that can, can be uh, sexologists. And I didn't know it was uh, 40 or 50 years ago. Some couple in America began what we call today sexual medicine. And uh, I learned about that. And I thought, oh, Eureka, it's my field. And so I can work uh, all the three together holistically. Uh, and uh, it is the way I work. Because I found, I found lots of cases with uh, problems, sexual problems in the emergency room. Because I discussed with the patient, I talked with the patient, I joke with the patient. So it was very hard for them to accept that. And after that, I, I did it. Uh, I discovered a uh, very, very, very vast f uh, field that uh, englob the sexual disease, HIV, AIDS, uh, or another epidemics or pandemics uh, like uh, uh, STD, sexual transmitted disease. And uh, I work with that uh, for for ten or twelve years now. Now, but for me, it's very interesting too. 
and that we need to work more on that and sexual violence and uh, and the information and especially information for uh, adult people because uh, we think we know everything about sex because it is what we we watch in the computer and movies and so we are very good and it is a very 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 bad thinking because we all over the world we are completely ignorant in sex and uh, maybe uh, we will grow more and I see the sexual medicine and the sexual health growing and uh, with the, the professionals and uh, this for me is very good because we will uh, improve the knowledge and we will improve them the good ne the next generations you mentioned holistic medicine and in my work get involved very heavily with advocates who talk about genetically modified crops from monsanto talk about the terrible energy that we have with fossil fuels do you see in your work becoming more apparent that people's health is very much in decline because of fast food, because of these genetically modified crops, because of the chemicals that are being used and the pollutants in the air? Is that evident in the emergency room? Yes, it is. It is especially for for disease. And it, and it, it has a lot of... of um, work um, research and uh, with uh, with um, credibility from uh, good universities and uh, this is real but uh, this disturbs the system because uh, it is it's very difficult to modify some habit bad habit I see because uh, I, I am I am from uh, um, that generation and you too it's it's very very difficult to, to, to break that even we are from a little place and we we eat a lot of legumes and uh, we, we eat a lot of proteins we eat a lot but we eat a lot of sugar we eat a lot of grass and uh, we eat a lot of um, industrialized things so we are dying because we uh, we don't have a lot of defense in, in that aggression. It, this is, this is, is a fact. And I think people must to think more uh, every day and change the habits, try to change. Um, I tried with my kids and uh, I think they have a more, more good um, way of, of uh, nutrition than I had. Uh, even they have uh, not time and they have a lot of uh, of things i think they they like more uh, things natural things uh, it is what i did but i do not know how they will do with their children because it's very heavy the the the, the food um, system too it's very heavy and uh, it's much more easy we are very slow uh, for accepted things that they are they give us work and then I hope this this change too but it's very evident in emergency room or and 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 even in sexual health uh, I have a uh, work with some patients that uh, I am I am trying to, to make uh, um, to prove them that exercise and good food 
uh, will will make uh, their erection better. It, and it is it's proved that that's like that. It's also, and we don't really want to cover it today, but it's also manipulation, of course, by the corporations. There's a lot of manipulation with these enormous companies like Monsanto. What I'm most interested in now, as we progress, is your tour as a medical doctor uh, with the organization Doctors Without Borders last year in Haiti. And I wonder, obviously an amazing experience for you and certainly led to your writings for your upcoming book. What was it though with Haiti in particular when there are so many countries in trouble? What was it that took you to Haiti? Yeah, uh, I really, spirit, spiritually, I think I, I, I should go there. Because really, I didn't think on Haiti before the the earthquake. I I saw a lot. Of, I I was warned. I was worried about Iraq, and uh, I'd like to go to Iraq at the beginning. And uh, after the earthquake, I was and I was arriving in the emergency room in the room of the doctors. The TV was given a lot of news because Brazil loves a lot. Aiden, Aiden people and our army uh, is the Pacifico, um, the minister is there as a, as a Pacifico army for a long time and the Brazilian like a lot the, the Aiden people and this I, I knew. And so when I saw what I saw on TV and I was thinking, my God, I would like to be there and I thought to my colleagues, and after that, I went to Sao Paulo because one, one colleague of mine invited me to work with him in Sao Paulo in a very, very good clinic. And I, I went there to talk with him to, to make the arrangements. And we were talking about Haiti all the time. It was something like 15 days about the tragedy. And then we both were talking about Haiti all the time. And I thought, oh, maybe when I reach home, I will, I will send some uh, message because something is happening in my mind. I need to go to Haiti. And uh, I send a message to Swiss and uh, they, they send a, a message. I send a message to, to Brazil, to Rio de Janeiro, the base. And in June, they called me. I, I am annoyed by that because uh, not uh, many people go um, inside the staff. And uh, I am there in the staff of MSF. This for me, it's, it's great. And so when color arrived, you know what happened. You arrive in Haiti and you're a medical doctor. So you are very accustomed to seeing people in dire circumstances. Was Haiti what you expected or was it worse? I, 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 I don't know if I expected this something in fact. I have one relationship with uh, human being that uh, I, I don't uh, be scared or surprised and uh, I try to, to, to be inside, to decide the, the problematic and I try to make part of that and uh, I saw a lot of uh, 
people in, in, in the middle of cement because it is what the region I was, uh, they have a lot of cement. It's a dusty of cement. And uh, uh, people is inside that and a lot of tents, they have a lot of tents, millions of tents. And these for me, I, I saw on the TV, but I, I want to go there, I want to go in the middle, I, go, I want to go inside. And um, it was not possible because they have a very good security in, in MSF and Doctors Without Borders. So I, what I could do, it, it was my work in cholera. And the most I could to, to, to see, it is the alumnus and to work with the patient in all uh, uh, his life, to, 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 to learn the language to talk with them, and it was uh, what I did. I learned a little the language, and I talked with them, and uh, so I could know how they live now, what they are having of troubles and problem, and uh, really, really, uh, besides the the problem of the earthquake, they have a lot of problems of um, nutrition, health, and education. This, for me, it's very grave there. There is some evidence that cholera itself was brought in to Haiti from other countries. Could you see that evidence, or do you believe that the cholera came from within Haiti because of its conditions? I think, I think it's natural. It is, it is very, very beautiful. They, I, I did a move with the people that uh, is from the prevention, the aliens that uh, give some courses inside the tents and around, and um, they tell every target, natural charge, they bring after epidemics, and they are right. So I do not believe uh, it is coming from another another countries or no i think it's after tragedies and the way they are living almost all latvians they are full and uh, they are very clean people they are uh, they love to to take bath they are very happy they like to 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 enjoy life and so they they are all the time uh, uh, around the uh, water and so with the water they have, it's impossible to, to, to be healthy. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but I didn't hear about that. Uh, it's coming from another, another place, but I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. While you were there, you clearly became very inspired by these people and in yourself found much inspiration to write and you began thinking about this concept of bridging. How did that actually start? Where were you when that occurred? Were you in quiet time or were you working with these people? How did the idea come to you? It was a very beautiful thing and uh, I think it's some miracles that happen in our life. We were in a tent uh, with another doctor, an, an Australian doctor, and the, he had not yet the translator because he didn't speak French or Creole. 
And so we work together many days. And in the morning, we have uh, heard in the, in, the, in, the, in the car one song, one gospel song, um, and so beautiful, so beautiful song. And he was uh, uh, smiling at me because I got very, very quick the rhythm and I was singing this song and the, the driver was smiling too, but I, I was very, very interested in the song. And uh, he told me, oh, this is one song that tell the water is there. You need to go to the water, to the God's water and deliver yourself. It's a part of Bible, I think. So, and so uh, I, I thought, my God, it's so beautiful. It's so happy, so so happy song. It's, it looks like I, I, I never imagined that it could be a gospel song. But we went to the tent together and the, the, the nurses began to teach us this song, especially to me. And uh, the patients that were good and the, the people that were with the family, the relatives of the patients, came to me to teach me the song too. And uh, I began, after we visited the, the people, I see every, every, everybody was okay. Uh, we, we began to sing very, 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 very whispering. And the table with the, the nurses and the, the doctor uh, stand up because he began to uh, hear the people, the, the relatives singing too. Very, very, very small, very, very whispering. And uh, suddenly these began, uh, uh, people began to sing. And they, my, my God, what I began, a mess I began in the tent. And the patients that were better were singing too. And so I was thinking, what a bridge you can do and make people to get the water because the cure for cholera is to take the water, the saline solution. And so I got the, the, the place of the water and I thought, okay, now you taught me this song, so all of you will drink the most uh, amount of water, of saline solution you, you, you can, please. And so this is uh, the first thing I told to Robert, to Robert, oh, we, we, could, we could tell about uh, we, we be one, one bridge for, for, for feelings, for actions between people. And, uh, and he told, oh, I told you, because we were together one week, and I told you, you should, you should write your ideas. And I told everybody tells that to me, so I will write my ideas. And in and, and, and a bridge way, it will be more beautiful. It is what happened, a miracle of an alien song. And now you have been connecting with people on the internet, I believe. And so you have many collaborators who are giving you their stories and their photographs of their bridges. Is that correct? Yeah. The idea is to... to to put the ideas we have, because now I have a co-author that has the almost the same ideas than I have, and he is teaching me a lot about many things. And um, uh, I think we will put the stories 
that uh, we need love, so we need connections. We need connections, so we need compassion, understanding. If you need understanding, we need a link. And if we need link, we need be together. And human being is not born to be alone. And uh, it is uh, this this type of philosophy I showed it to my old friends from internet, because as I told you, I am a popular person in that type. I love to push to know people. I love cultures. I love to learn with them, and uh, this is what I, I love to do. I, I have a lot of good friends. A long, 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 long years for long years, and uh, they when I, I wrote the idea, and I told, oh, I I have almost all the stories ready, and they told me, oh, okay, we will give you the bridges, because all of them have their bridges, they have their history, they have their poems, and they have their art, and the, they have their writing, and the, the idea is to put our tests safety together and the, after that we put a photography and the, we show the world with a book that is a collective book with many collaborators uh, people can buy and learn that uh, we need a new time we need a new age because <laughs> what we see and uh, you were talking about that with me some time ago if we don't connect ourselves, nature will do what uh, it, it is doing hardly. Uh, for me, the only thing that rests and the only thing that we, we need to do now is connect with each other. Uh, uh, the, the link of understanding, compassion, and love must be built again because it is what 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 is lacking the nature is responding very 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 fast and very quick we need to to be together i so resonated with this project adelia because of my programming crossing over the bridge and that program is where i take people from what I call either sides of the fence who may not have similar views but I bring them together hold their hands with the view that we all walk over that bridge together I love the idea of connection community because one of the things that I'm noticing in society at the moment which is fed by fear is that people can very easily become isolated. They, in many cases, decide to be on their own, to find themselves. And I think that is dangerous. I think this is a time to be together, to connect. So I love the idea. And I think also what you're achieving is, as I, is finding that commonality. It's all about commonalities. At the end of the day, we all have them. And I just love the idea that you're asking 
so many to send photographs of their favorite bridge that they may have grown up on. It's a wonderful idea. How do you intend to benefit people or organizations in Haiti with this book? What I, I, I told it is what I saw in Haiti. I, I became friend of many great Haitians there in healthcare and drivers and, uh, and some educator, educators too. I wanted it to, to go out from some uh, like rebel way to be, to be inside the people. And so I went most uh, that I could and so inside them, I, I observed because a good, a good bridging is a very good observer. I observed that it's an art, a lot of charity on lady, a lot of organizations, international organizations, without registration in government. And so I, I was discussing with them and I saw that they need their own organizations in there their own schools, university, organizations, associations. And uh, when I come back, talked with, with people there, I had the book and I thought, how I will put my friends on it and how I will put the word on it and how I will do the things in the way that aliens can do themselves they're all back to identity, to dignity, to nutrition, to education, to healthcare, because it is what they need. Uh, I think we not we do not have the right to touch a culture like that. The influence must be with the tools and skills, and it is what I wanted at the beginning and what I wrote to my friends. We make the amount of money, we choose the association, the alien association, and they tell, we need that. So, with the money, we buy that, and we give that, or we not give, we um, uh, can show them how to work on it with course, with people, with uh, material, with machines, with uh, computers, with paper, and with many, many devices or many um, instruments that, that we, we could help. And so I had one answer very quick because the association uh, exists. And after that, I discussed with you and uh, uh, exist um, many many places that we can help and uh, but this association dr john doyon it is uh, from the south uh, of 80 and the association is registered it's young people uh supervised by by people that is there a long time and they are working education sport and tourism and uh, um, we are giving ideas about uh, earth, agriculture, and things like that. And so we are doing plans. And uh, when the book is ready, we already know what to do with everything. Because it will be exactly for who will use that. It's not one association for any country. It is they 
are with their hand open for we uh, proposing them some skill or some tool. It is the same, I think, for all countries because I think people uh, is very shame and in some in some way to have only charity, 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 charity. I totally agree, and this is a time for our generation, unlike generations before to actually change things so that our children are not left with a burden. I love your passion. I love the work. I so resonate and agree with you and we have talked about this Adelia because you know that I see how for decades or even hundreds of years developed countries have infiltrated countries like Haiti and destroyed their cultures and now is the time to recreate new cultures and in their case a new Haiti that understands the vibrations of the earth, understands the culture, understands the agriculture and the value of the land and I think that what you're doing is not throwing money at the situation but throwing tools and those that can mentor these people to re-emerge with a new culture that has many of the characteristics of the cultures that they had before we influenced them so badly. Your book is clearly going to be so very important. In coming towards the end of the program, where do you intend to go from here in your work? You clearly love what you do. Do you have any greater dreams or goals? Well, I, I, I had a dream that uh, um, one, one friend of the internet uh, showed me and I went, I ran to, to keep my dream. It was to know Patch Adams. And he's really, really a love in person. It's the love of our generation, especially uh, as a medical doctor. And he is really a very, very big uh, soul, heart, and person. And I loved to know him by Alan Outzer, his friend from adolescence. And the internet did this miracle. It is one goal I had because he will help us. He wants to know how to do. And uh, I have uh, Patch Adams in this, in, this, in this project. I have David Gibbons. I have a lot of people in there that it is for me very important. And uh, I have my friends, old, old friends, people that I love from my heart. And uh, I hope, I hope this project sell, not like think that it will sell because I need the money. No, it is 100% for 80. And so this is for me the first goal. And I told you, if it is okay, I have a project, future project for a book for Iraq. And I think I already discussed with people in Iraq and they will do one association, little association, because I do not believe in things that begin big, and go small because they begin big and go small we should set that very intention now and if we set that intention then we will be successful that brings us 
to the end of this first program together and I am so privileged to talk to you today. It is wonderful to work with you and we will make this all of the success that you wish for. Dr. Adelia Maria Batista, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so very much. Okay, thank you, David. Thank you for being your co-author. And this is for me uh, one thing that I really appreciate. And I give you all my, my, my admiration and love. And to our listeners today, I do hope that you enjoyed this program as much as I. You can gain information on this and any other program in the series at davidgibbons.org. Meanwhile, wherever you are in this world, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. David Gibbons in Discussion welcomes listeners' comments and viewpoints at its blog at davidgibbons.org. This programming is supported by organizations and firms in the private and public sectors. Mm -hmm.